Welcome to the Freedom Chronicles. Definitely an antisocial type. Only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom in its hour of maximum danger. Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. We got a loudspeaker here, and when we go into battle, we play music very loud. With a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Freedom Chronicles. I'm your host, Mike Ambassiani. Thank you for joining us. Episode 101 now. So we're officially in the hundreds of the episodes. And don't forget, we are, of course, broadcasting from the Brian Chapman State Farm bunker right here in Southwest Florida. And like a good neighbor, Brian Chapman State Farm is there for all of the insurance needs that you have for your very own bunker. Give us office a call at 941-625-9998 or visit the office at 2040 Tamiami Trail in Port Charlotte. Now, episode 101, and unfortunately, I am all by my lonesome. If I had my soundbite for it, it would be a collective aww, but that's okay. You can all say it to yourself right now. As uh, Mr. Lovejoy is not with us today, uh, he had some things to attend to, and I didn't know if I was going to even be here for the show today because I, for the first time, had jury duty this morning, doing my civic duty as a citizen being involved in jury duty. And luckily I didn't get called to be on the jury. So it all, all works out, you know, and uh, we're here and we're happy to be doing the show. And thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Of course, Halloween was yesterday and today is November 1st fall and winter time as cold as it's going to get here in Florida. Well, it gets the coldest in February. But uh, it is now entering into more of that fall temperatures. Very nice weather today here in Southwest Florida. Beautiful, beautiful. And it's not going to snow. So we're happy about that. But yesterday was Halloween. I hope everybody had a happy Halloween. I, of course, had my costume where I was dangling this thing around my neck right here. If you can tell me what this is, what costume you know this is. If you know it, put it down in the comments. And I'll tell you right now, yes, serial killer. Thank you very much. I very, very fun. Very fun. Uh, and it, I, of course, picked the corn pops because you got to represent corn pop, right? So <clears throat> there were some fantastic Halloween costumes, though, over the Halloween yesterday. We have a couple Bidens that were walking around and, of course, quite rightly, stumbling around. Let's roll the clips. <laughs> Mr. President, Mr. President, please, please. It's one step, Mr. President. Good job, Mr. President. Good job, Mr. President. One step, you got it. You've earned your candy, Mr. President. Oh, oh, oh. It's over here in the bush. Oh, oh no. I don't. I don't like looking at anthills that close. How did I get here? I don't. I don't know. What? What is this in my hand? Can I sniff these? Is it candy? I don't know. But very, very smart. Of course, they had the friends as the Secret Secret Service agents. Quite, quite brilliant. I want to know who who drew the short straw to have to be Biden <laughs> wearing that mask all night. And uh, at least nobody went as Hunter. That that would have been. I, I did see some images of some people who decided to dress up as Hunter. And unfortunately, we cannot air them <laughs> on the show. But also. Unfortunately, one of the unfortunate things that happened this Halloween is, you know, people try these these uh, societal experiments of of the the honor system and the trust system of what happens when you just put a bowl of candy out there and say people are good at heart, aren't they? They'll they'll just go they'll pick one and they'll move on, even if they are full candy bars, which we we applaud anybody. I mean, as a former former trick or treater back in my youth. If you got a full-size candy bar, it was a good day. That was a good house. Not these fun sizes. Nothing fun, but a tiny, tiny piece of candy. It's not fun, especially when the parents teach the kids about socialism and communism and and taxes and therefore take 60 to 75% of your candy. But I digress. These people went full communism, and when you have many 
people coming across the border illegally and and not standing for the rule of law and just people who are citizens of this country not standing up and believing in the rule of law and just breaking the law and causing problems everywhere they go. Well, when they go out on Halloween, you get this. And then, of course, <laughs> they look into the bowl and go, it's empty. Aw. And then they leave. Well, yes, it's empty because you all took all the candy. And you notice, yes, the little kids are the ones doing it, but it's actually the adults pulling all the candy out of it. And one of them looks directly into the camera, directly into the camera, and continues to do it anyway so sad to see that's setting up the uh the wrong example for the future generations whether uh whether they're here illegally or not uh is not 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 a good thing um but it was overall a very good halloween for a lot of people and i hope you had a nice halloween as we enter into november here and continue on we'll uh, have to get some fancy little like Thanksgiving theming going on here in the show as the months go on. We have some great guests planned for the month ahead. But uh, with today, it's a lot of stupid news uh, by stupid people. That may be the title. We'll see how the episode goes. And yes, if you're watching, don't forget, subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, we're frankly shocked, and we thank you for doing that. Um, However as it has now proven twice, sometimes the episodes don't last on YouTube. So after you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, take it over to Rumble, subscribe on Rumble, hit that like button, drop a comment down below. Just say if you're enjoying the show, we greatly appreciate it and we thank you for watching the show. But when you're watching on Rumble, that helps the algorithm out and it keeps a place for free speech. And when you're watching on Rumble, the little red button next to the subscribe button is the portal that will take you to the Freedom Chronicles Locals community. You can join Locals, only $5 a month. You get great uh, exclusive videos like Bottom of the Stack, uh, some extra long episodes that we've had in the past, some Kenny in the Corner rants, which I think Ken Lovejoy owes us a rant now for not being available to do the show today, and uh, some other fun videos. So you can join. It's only $5 a month, and uh, you can get one month free with promo code FREEDOMCOW. So some history here actually i was going through some of my dad's old stuff we were uh, kind of doing some cleaning in the garage here and history repeats itself as we find but one of the um, one of the first finds that i found just for interesting very interesting historical reference um and just to have it frankly is pretty amazing because i i think it, to try to find an original one of these would be very difficult but um from Monday, November 25th, 1963, the New York Daily News, five cents, by the way, five cents. The fatal shot, Jack Ruby shooting Lee Harvey Oswald coming out of the police station. I mean, history really changed after this point, you have to admit. I mean, that uh, you would also believe that the Vietnam War could have totally changed because JFK saw that just a few Marines died. And he wanted to pull out of Vietnam. JFK gets shot and killed. Lyndon B. Johnson takes over. Years of turmoil and war in Vietnam. And thousands of Americans dead. Unnecessary. Now you want to talk about history repeating itself. We'll check these out over here. Let's see. What's currently happening over there in the Middle East? Turmoil, Israel at war with Hamas, and uh, terrorists of evil people who want the Jews eradicated. Horrible, horrible things. Well, Wednesday, June 7th, 1967. We'll read this here. New York Times, 10 cents. Israel sweeps ahead on all fronts. Security Council asks a ceasefire. Egypt breaks with U.S. and closes the Suez. History repeats itself. 
Those who do not understand history are bound to repeat it. With a nice little map here, war map, that shows Israel and uh, the United Arab Republic at the time in Egypt and all that, and the Gaza Strip. Gaza, Gaza, Gaza. Always the issue with Gaza. The next day, Israel's always been fighters, man. They've, uh, they had retaken their holy land more than once. And look, again, everything discussed on this show is my opinion. Do with it what you will. If you enjoy it, please share the show with your friends. If you don't enjoy it, you can turn it off. You know, that's, it's a free country. It's free speech, and, and you can think what you want. Israel has uh, been fighting for a very long time. Look, we think we live in a society, right? That we live in this first world society that no matter what, people are good. And, uh, you know, why, why can't we strive for world peace and all this when inherently that has never been the case. You want to say that uh, the colonialists took over North America from the Native Americans. Well, Native American tribes were killing each other and taking their territory for years and years and years as well. Not to mention some of these tribes were cannibalistic, uh, absolutely horrible people. And look, there are winners and there are losers. If you don't want to lose, get better with your tactics. And yeah, okay, the Europeans had the better weapons. Well, we won. And Israel has won. Israel has been surrounded, surrounded by enemies for hundreds if not thousands uh, realistically thousands of years and the fact that i just read you that new york times headline the next day thursday june 8th 1967 we all know what israel looks like today we all know what israel looks like today they're all in they're in jerusalem and we applaud president donald j trump for getting that embassy in jerusalem and understanding the historic significance and importance that Jerusalem holds. Thursday, June 8th, 1967, Israelis rout the Arabs, approach Suez, break blockade, occupy old Jerusalem, and agree to UN ceasefire. UAR, United Arab Republic, rejects it. With pictures of these Israelis coming in and praying at the Wailing Wall. Powerful. What what's going on right now? What's going on right now? Hamas terrorists come in on paragliders, mostly peaceful, right? No. Animalistic tendencies, war. And uh, you know, one of the best things, the best analogies that I've heard about this, and something that I, I think a lot of people should understand is they're saying, Well, you know, there are good people on the Palestinian side. Yes, there are women and children. In the Gaza side, rather, I should say, in Gaza, there are women and children. Yes, there are women and children, just as there are women and children in Israel. And these women and children who got brutally murdered by the Hamas terrorists. Because the Hamas terrorists, if they wanted to make a statement, and again, I've, I heard this from somebody else, and, I, and to me, this is honestly the perfect uh, argument. Hamas paraglided down into this music festival. If they wanted to make a military statement and say, look, you need to listen to us, otherwise there's going to be an issue, this military against the Israeli military, they could have dropped into this uh, music concert, rounded all the, all the people up, innocent people, innocent women, children, young men, old people, rounded them up and said, look, we're all going to sit here Nobody's going to hurt you. And we're here to make a statement so that the Israeli government listens to us and get that two-state solution that they act like they want. They don't want a two-state solution. The only one who has been uh, willing to deal with the two-state solution is those on the left and eventually when Israel caves and agrees to a ceasefire because they are outnumbered. And it's the U.S. that comes to help when it's also not our war to get involved with. We've given the Israelis a lot of money, a lot of resources, and they are pretty damn epic. The Mossad has a lot of very good people in it, and they can handle themselves, as they've proven 1967. Again, nothing has changed. 
just uh, the guy with a cell phone recording it now. And when you look at what Hamas did do, not what if they were really saying they want humanitarian things and, you know, oh, we have no water because our water pipes broke. Oh, well, maybe because they use the water pipes to create rockets. Well, what did they do instead? They did not. They did not paraglide into that concert, round everybody up and not kill some, anybody and say, oh, well, we're just going to have a conversation with the Israeli government. No, they paraglided in, killed a bunch of civilians, tortured people, took women and children, raped women, kidnapped them, behead, beheaded these people, sick things. So Netanyahu has responded. And it has continued. The Israeli Defense Forces said on Wednesday today that it had struck more than 11,000 terrorist targets inside Gaza since Hamas launched the unprecedented terrorist attack back in early October. The IDF has lost some 326 soldiers, including 11 who were killed on uh, this past Tuesday as the IDF moved through Gaza because they have now started their land war operation. They've gone into Gaza and uh, ridding the area of the terrorists from Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Since the October 7th attack, in which 1,400 Israelis were murdered, more than 5,300 were injured, and 220-plus were kidnapped. Netanyahu has declared that the country's war to eliminate Hamas has entered a new phase as the country once again fights for its survival. So... Israel has launched the most intense airstrikes of the campaign against Hamas in northern Gaza back on Friday night, hitting 150 targets in the terrorist underground tunnel network. And that's the big thing. One of my friends of mine uh, was talking about the difference in warfare, right? In Vietnam, the troops had to deal with guerrilla warfare, which was, which you saw somewhat in world war ii on the japanese side because they were islands they uh it was a different type of warfare compared to what they were seeing in europe you know cities towns buildings in vietnam there were tunnels everywhere and i mean it's not you know everybody knows vietnamese people are smaller people especially back then in the 60s even americans were a lot smaller but to get into these tunnels it would be one guy, one American would have to try to go down into these tunnels, of which they have no idea where they go. The Vietnamese lived in these tunnels. They had booby-trapped these tunnels. Absolutely horrible conditions. Again, this is war. That was war. This is war now. And I have, people have told me, you would crawl into these tunnels with a forty-five and a flashlight and hope you'd be okay. Now look at Iraq and Afghanistan. Yes, we're still we're in the Middle East, but people have talked about they were cities. They were still cities with buildings, and it became the training was breach and clear, breach and clear, breach and clear. Now back to Hamas here in Israel and Gaza, they're back to tunnels. All this underground stuff is happening again, and it's a different type of warfare that the IDF has to train for. And understand it's same thing that American troops have to understand. If American troops, uh, again, should not be getting involved in Ukraine or in Israel, no U.S. boots on the ground whatsoever, what are they trained for? Are they trained to fight in towns in Ukraine or in tunnels in Gaza? It's a lot different type of warfare. So Israel... The IDF will reportedly deploy a new weapon to trap and seal off Hamas terrorists inside the hundreds of miles, hundreds of miles of underground tunnels that they hid in underneath Gaza. The Telegraph uh, reported that the IDF will use sponge bombs to fight the terrorist group responsible for massacring the 1,400 Israelis. Sponge bombs, which Israel has reportedly been using in training exercises over the last two years, are chemical bombs that, when detonated, rapidly expands into foam and quickly hardens. It's actually pretty, very interesting. Sponge bombs would allow Israel to prevent Hamas from ambushing them as they move through Gaza, since they'll be able to seal off entire sections of tunnels. And that's what you have to do. You have to be able to change the tactics. You have to be able to fight 
to win. With that, I think we're going to take a little musical break. And uh, we'll talk about some more news coming up. If you're enjoying the show, let me know. Drop a comment down below. Just hit that like button. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. If you're on Rumble, subscribe. Create an account. Subscribe. It's free. It's so easy to do. You hit the little button, you're done. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, enjoy this song. This is Gravity. Gravity is working against me. And gravity wants to bring me down.
you go. A little gravity for you. Good stuff. Nice to to chill you out a little bit, right? Get get you relaxed. And of course, I had to play. I played the John Mayer song on the day that Lovejoy is in here, so that way he doesn't have to listen to the John Mayer song. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, again, if you're enjoying this show, you can also support the show, whether it be on Venmo, on Locals with uh, just five dollars a month promo code Freedom Cow for one free month for a bunch of exclusive content. You can also get an amazing shirt from the Freedom Chronicles shop. All you have to do is use the link down in the description. You can get get loud locally with Freedom Cow. Get a nice JFK shirt. If not us, who? If not now, when? And I will splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces and scatter it into the winds. Of course, you also have Evil is Powerless. If the good are unafraid, Ronald Reagan and the mugshot heard around the world and war. So check those out. The Freedom Chronicles shop. Use that QR code on your screen. Get loud locally. Become a conversation starter. And also use the link down in the description. So my Patriot, we have Patriot and Trader of the Week. Yes. So my Patriot of the Week, I haven't seen it yet. I need to get Paramount Plus so I can catch up on all of my South Park. But my Patriot of the Week is going out to the creators of South Park, Trey, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Now, of course, you have the original of what, you know, the South Park kids look like, you know, Cartman and Kenny. Oh, my God, they killed Kenny! Uh, Kyle and Stan. But the new season, the new season of South Park, here they are! Here they are. You've got Kenny on the right as the Asian. Cartman is a voluptuous, proud black woman. <laughs> I can't tell. I, 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 think, uh, I think Kyle might be the Hindu. And then, uh, and then you got Stan there. But they are expertly mocking just the, the diversity, diversity uh, that all of these shows and movies are trying to force feed down your throat where Cartman has nightmares of Kathleen Kennedy coming in and changing everybody's uh, character and race. So you give it to them because, again, what have we said on this show? You have to mock these people. You have to mock them because they are stupid. And all of these decisions they make are stupid because nobody wants to see a Snow White that hates Snow White. So... As my patriot, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, I think the new season of South Park will be great. Of course, don't agree with everything they've ever done, never made fun of, but it's their free speech right to do so. And I think they get it. You know, I think they get it. And actually, former mixed martial artist and actress Gina Carano took aim at Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy's influence in the entertainment industry. Uh, industry. Carano's post follows what South Park is doing, uh, they're calling it joining the panderverse, you know, the pansexuals and all of that, uh, which parodies the Lucasfilm's executives' efforts to include diversity and equity and inclusion initiatives in Lucasfilm and, of course, parent company Disney's productions. The actress quoted a, a post with a clip of the South Park special, and uh, which actually, of course, they're going to put Kathleen Kennedy in it. So the video featured an animated Kennedy explaining the studio's decision to remake and reboot previously established intellectual property and diverse cast and scripts. Quote, this is the part where KK demands any YouTubers get censored off of YouTube for shaming and laughing at this hilarious episode. She'll have YouTube disable the thumbs down option because of the ratio she'll receive. Then she'll have her publicist, Ghouls, make sure Variety and Hollywood Reporter run hit pieces about the South Park creators and their families smearing their names uh, through every useful idiot she has under her thumb who would sell their soul to work for Lucasfilm. So she gets it. She was on The Mandalorian. Great show. They wrote her off of it because, uh, oh, yeah, she stood up for the right thing, but not something that, you know, the left likes. So she got canceled. But she was in a Daily Wire movie and she did a great job. So we applaud her for that. So my traitor, traitor of the week, goes out, none other, to creepy, always sniffing Joe Biden. And I read you this article uh, from The Federalist. And I, I do want to read quite a bit of it. So strap in. 
Uh, and of course, yes, perfect picture. And uh, we do have a picture, of course, uh, from the Babylon Bee from Halloween night. White House accidentally hands out plastic baggies of cocaine to trick-or-treaters. <laughs> Has anybody seen Hunter? Where is Hunter? We don't know. Oh, yeah, he's on the beach, of course, with dear old dad. Anyway, so Joe Biden <clears throat> isn't managing or confronting problems. Joe Biden is the problem. There's a simple pattern that the media follows when covering each new crisis that pops up during Joe Biden's catastrophic presidency. A calamity occurs either domestically or abroad, and rather than uh, examining the cause, the media instantly frame Biden as a hero at battle. From the New York Times, hyperinflation, a glaring liability that looms. From Newsweek, war in Ukraine, Biden marshals U.S. allies against Russia. From the Washington Post, obscene gas prices, Biden's frustration with soaring prices. From CNN, war in Israel, why this Israel-Gaza conflict is so complicated for Biden. Folks, he's frustrated, folks. It's complicated for Biden, folks. The New York Times' David French offered up that same spot treatment for the president this week under the headline, quote, Joe Biden knows what he's doing, end quote. In the piece, French implored his readers to consider all it is that Biden confronts, a war in Ukraine, another one in the Middle East, plus the ever-present threat from China. Quote, and keep in mind, he said, quote, Biden is managing these conflicts all while trying to make sure that the nation emerges from a pandemic with inflation in retreat and its economy intact. Keep in mind, folks, Biden is trying, folks. He's managing a lot of complicated problems, folks. It's frustrating the president, too, folks. Honestly, I felt the same way under President Trump when he was confronted by two hot wars, record inflation, and impossible energy prices. He did the best he could to manage the challenges he faced, the struggles he endured. Wait! The author writes here, that's not right. There was neither wars nor inflation during Trump's term. The U.S. was energy independent and gas was cheap precisely because he flooded the market with oil for the taking. Where are the problems? They come from Joe Biden, and that makes him a traitor. Uh, a couple stories we want to get to while we still have time. Something very interesting. There are all of these protests, of course, happening, mo mo mostly peaceful, of course. Um, that are happening across the country in these uh, colleges, and they took over Grand Central Station, you know, with the uh, pro-Palestine riots and protests. But one of the funniest things that has come out of this is it just shows you how much of a cult the left truly is, because they don't want anybody talking to somebody just a random person that's protesting because they realize that they're morons because they're just repeating and regurgitating and literally puking out the substance that they're told to believe because you see some of these people that have these these chants and then they they like the leaders know and everybody who's directly affiliated know but people love groups right people love the crowd so they go, oh, yeah, oh, I'll stand for Palestine. I'll join in. Whatever you're saying, they don't know what they're saying. They're just saying it, if they're even saying it right. But we have uh, this video here, and this is why, you know, they can't have you leaving the cult. And so what do you do to try to get somebody to leave the cult? You, all you have to do is talk to them and pull them away from that group thing. But see, these grassroots movements, these pro-Palestinian movements that are totally grassroots and totally, you know, aren't funded that well or anything. I want you to watch this video and see that it's just this guy at one of the Palestinian protests interviewing a man with a Palestinian flag wrapped around his neck. And who decides to come up and talk to? He's not talking to the person doing the interview. He's talking to the guy who's answering the questions. Check out this video. Muslim people are being attacked. It's not really, they try to show as a... Yeah, we are. We asked that nobody do interviews except for our press liaison. 
No, I can interview whoever I like. But why, why did you say, why, uh, why we, is that? We only want them to interview our president liaison. No, I think I have freedom of speech. We can talk to oh, any you, side. You have... If he's okay with it, then I think, you don't think you have any right, right? Well, I don't know about rights. I just am asking you not to. We've already asked the pro-Israel side. We just want to ask the pro-Palestine side. Don't yeah. you think we want to hear from both sides? I, I just think, if I, as someone whose grandparents have been affected by all of this, I have like every right to come out. Okay, come okay. Voice. I, we've been asked to make sure that like. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but there's no obligation for me if I can do it or not. No, we, it's just we ask that people who are. That's okay if you ask, but is it okay if we continue? Can I um, ask if we can continue? I'm just. We are instructed not to. Well, that's fine, but you guys don't have any right with that. So, is it okay if we please continue? You can continue somewhere else. Why is that? You can continue somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, and no, no, notice, notice the verbiage there. We were instructed. First of all, where'd they get those fancy, uh, you know, those reflective vests? Uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they just got those at a dollar store, no problem. They weren't handed to them by their bosses or anything. Um, but they were instructed to tell people, no, you can't do the interview. You have to speak to one of our liaisons that has all the talking points that isn't going to get in trouble that, you know, we've deemed, oh, we're willing to bail this person out if they get arrested. But this guy who says, oh, you know, OK, fine. He's pro-Palestinian. Oh, my grandparents were affected by it. You know, I'm here. I got my flag. You know, why can't I talk to them? You notice the, these women, they're not talking to the interviewer. They're talking to this guy. You can't do that. You get back in the cult. Get back with the group. Get back spewing out your blah, 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 blah. Can't have you talking to the press because then the truth gets out and they don't like the truth. So pay attention when you're seeing things like that, especially when you're also seeing the viral man who is confronted tearing down the kidnapped posters in New York City. The man who went viral last week after confronting another man for taking down posters in New York of the victims of Hamas's terrorist attack in Israel uh, said what he did should not be celebrated because it should be the norm. Yes, exactly. Quote, no, I'm not a superstar. The man uh, who was not named said uh, when interviewed at a construction site, quote, I'm just a regular guy who didn't like what I saw and it shouldn't be celebrated what I did. It should be normal. Everyone should react like that. And it's true. A New York construction worker stopped a man from tearing down the posters of missing kids. Why is it an argument that we have to say, hey, that guy over there should not be ripping down signs of kidnapped women and children who are kidnapped by Hamas? We live in a society that, you know, we're supposed to allow people to do what they want. No. There's good and there is evil. These are evil people trying to do this nonsense, tearing down these signs because they want genocide. From the river to the sea, from the river to the sea. Look up your history. 1967, this same nonsense was going on then. It goes on now. Winners win. Israel keeps winning. And war is horrible. Nobody has ever said anything different. War is hell. War is hell we have memorial day we have veterans day we remember certain dates of things that happen whether it be pearl harbor or d-day we'll always remember this day of the hamas terrorist attack we always remember 9-11 we remember these people who have died we remember the servicemen and women who have died for our country and it's horrible things horrible things they have to go through and unfortunately, there is always collateral damage. That's why if there is war, you have to, like Patton has talked about in the past, push, 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 harder, harder, win, win. Because the longer it goes on, the more people die. And that's why, you know, I stand with Trump when he says, I want people to stop dying, period. It's not about picking a side, whether it's the Ukraine-Russia thing. You want people to stop dying. But there are people who are filled with hate, like this guy, Asian of all people. This is an Asian guy. On Tuesday, federal authorities arrested a Cornell University student for allegedly making violent threats against Jewish students. 21-year-old engineering student Patrick Dai, a junior at the university, 
is charged with posting threats to kill or injure another uh, using interstate communications. So the charges carry a maximum sentence of five years and a $250,000 fine. And his LinkedIn account, because, hey, follow me on LinkedIn. I'm a business professional. Uh, states that he worked as a safety officer for the Science Olympiad at Cornell between October 2020 and April 2021, as well as an orientation supervisor with Cornell campus engagement between March 2021 and February 2022. So what do they want? What are they going to do? What, what you know? How, uh, it's fine for these protests to happen. Where are the people standing up for the Jewish people in these big institutions? His threats calling for Jews to be followed home and to, quote, slit their throats were posted to a website. Come on. I, I don't want to read all the other stuff that he said. It was horrible. These evil people. Evil people. Evil people. It's sick and sad and disgusting. Stupid people. They are stupid people. Um, and, of course, in a despicable performance, Mayorkas, Stonewall's Congress, going back to uh, the border issue here, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas refused to answer the GOP senator's questions on Tuesday about the multitude of crises plaguing the nation under his leadership. He's dodging questions uh, during the uh, Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs. Senator Ron Johnson, Republican, asked Mayorkas how many people that Biden, uh, the Biden administration has let into the country. And, of course, he dodged the question and tried to say a broken immigration system, broken immigration system. And so Johnson said, I wanted a number. How many people have you let into the country? It's simple. You know they're keeping track. When they're the ones letting them in, they're, I'm sure they're standing, standing there with a the counter. counter. Uh, Johnson said, I'll give you a number. It's about 6 million, about 1.7 million known gotaways. We don't know who these people are. We just know that they've come to this country and they're residing somewhere, somewhere. And that's a big problem. It's a huge problem. But what if, what are they doing instead? Well, they've just melted down the General Robert E. Lee statue because nothing says, hey, let's uh, distract some people like melting down a statue. Now, let, let's take a look at th this picture we've had, uh, we have been. It's the Cultural Revolution 1966 China compared to the Cultural Revolution 2023 United States. There's the Robert E. Lee statue right there getting melted down. And there's what they did during the Cultural Revolution in China. Again, lest I repeat myself, history repeats itself. Understand what's going on and what is coming. Now, there is some good news. There is some good news. And that is Mike Pence has suspended his 2024 presidential campaign and yes we have that video we say bye-bye pence and thank you tucker carlson saying maybe january we'll let somebody transfer some jets i'm sorry mr vice president have you i know you're running for president you are distra you. you are distressed notice. that the ukrainians don't have enough american tanks every city in the united states has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. Right. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. Right. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. <laughs> Tucker, I've heard that oh. routine from you before, but that's not my concern. It's not my concern. Now, I know people are going to say, you know, some people are saying, well, oh, but you see, Pence was talking about the, the concern about saying that this was a concern about this and not that or that. It doesn't matter. Pence, you suck. Go back. Nobody cares. Nobody likes you. And uh, hey, one less person. You think he's going to endorse Trump? Huh? I think not. But that's okay because we stand with Trump because we love Trump. He's doing a great job. Um, the other news are coming for your guns again. Are we shocked? No, we're not shocked. Um, FBI's not shocked. They knew about it. <laughs> they knew about what happened in Maine. Horrible uh, incident in Maine, of course, happens at, right after we had the last. Uh, 
Chronicles episode. Law enforcement officials in Maine found, and of course they found him two days after, uh, the 40-year-old man suspected of murdering at least 18 people at two locations. It was last Wednesday night after a near 48-hour period of searching, and he was found dead. Um, <clears throat> the reporter mentioned that, quote, he was found dead in Lisbon near a recycling center where he used to work in the same clothes he had on during the shootings on Wednesday. NBC News, ABC News, and others also quickly confirmed uh, the news with senior law enforcement officials, and the suspect apparently took his own life with a firearm, and authorities previously found in his home what they believed to be a suicide note. And the main Democratic governor, Janet Mills, said that at least 18 people have been confirmed dead after the shootings when the suspect allegedly fired upon groups of people in two different locations, um, a bar and grill and also a bowling alley 10 minutes away. Eight victims were found dead at the bar. Another seven were found dead at the bowling alley. And another three people were pronounced dead at the area hospitals. Now, it's interesting to always see what comes out after that. I, uh, I do want to get to one final thing before we wrap up the show. So I'm going to keep this brief. They're going to come for you. They're going to try to come for your guns again. And you get these tweets. Uh, this tweet started out perfectly with Tim Poole. Uh, saying, I'm going to buy more guns today. And somebody responded saying, I'm an Australian and would just like to know why do you need more guns? And uh, somebody said, so we don't get locked in camps for having a virus with a 99.9 survival rate. Yeah, pretty much. And you have the information about the shooter and what had happened. And uh, I want to read this. Mark W. Smith, who is a Second Amendment scholar, tweeted out. So let me get this straight. Assuming that the bulletin below is authentic, which had come out when they were still looking for him, uh, they had found out that he was a National Guard reservist. Uh, Mark Smith goes on to say, then according to the Maine government, the alleged Maine shooter worked for the government and was apparently known by the government to be having major mental health issues, including threatening to engage in a mass shooting, criminal threat sending to prison, FYI, and nobody thought to start civil commitment proceedings, which would have denied him the right to have firearms under 18 U.S.C. 922-G4. Mark Smith, rule number one, you are your own first responder. You cannot trust the government to protect you. It's true. So, folks... You know, you may get some recommendations from this show from time to time. And today's recommendation is, you know, if you enjoy Pez dispensers, as we have discussed before, then I recommend you go out and buy yourself a Pez dispenser, maybe a smaller one, maybe a bigger one. And as times get harder, because there are certainly a lot of weak men around here, so times are getting harder. But therefore, those hard times will create the strong men to, for those strong men to then create the good times. It's a cycle. History tells you that. Go get yourself a Pez dispenser and lots and lots of Pez so that you can stop the threat and not be a victim. Speaking of strong men, we're going to wrap it up with this. I love this. I think it's fantastic. And being a... Florida man. It's only quite fitting that the official Florida man games will be happening this coming February 24th, 2024 at Francis Field in St. Augustine. The Florida man games. We're going to read through this quick. We only got a couple of minutes. You have the games themselves. You have weaponized pool noodle mud duel. Test your strength inside the Florida man games Coliseum. Massive above ground pool. You have the Evading Arrest Obstacle Course, which will have you jump over fences, through backyards, and away from actual police officers to earn your freedom. You have Category 5 Cash Grab, which uh, subject yourself to Category 5 wins as you scramble to catch as much real money as you can. You have a catalytic converter, two bikes, and a handful of copper pipes race against time. And I know. Those crackheads out there in Arcadia 
love themselves some copper wire and copper pipes. So you will compete head-to-head in a race that lets you live a day in the life of a Florida man headline. You have the Beer Belly Florida Sumo Wrestling. Uh, A couple judges are uh, from America, American Gladiators. They are former American Gladiators. Uh, Dan Nitro Clark and Lori Ice Fetrick. And uh, you have entertainment. You have a mullet contest. I just cut my hair. I'm sorry. I cannot compete compete in the mullet contest. And the Florida Ma'am pinup. It's ma'am. You have chicken coop bingo. Love that. The 911 fight night. Brawl of the badges. Watch officers take on firefighters in the brawl of the badges main event as the Florida Man Games comes to a close. So it's going to be a lot of <laughs> quite a great time coming up in, in February. You can check it out. The Florida Man Games. Folks, thank you for watching the Freedom Chronicles. We're just as entertaining as the Florida Man Games. What can I say? Hope everybody had a happy Halloween. Join the locals community. Maybe I'll do a bottom of the stack. I don't know. We'll see. But you'll only way you'll find out is if you join from the bunker. Good night, everybody. You're watching Conservative Television of America, working hard to stick socialism where the sun don't shine. <laughs>